0: Well hello in the dark family. I've got some more stories for you. It's been about seven days so I told you I would do something at least once a week. I know you probably want more but you know I want to keep it a special thing for us. So tonight I have I got gum in my mouth because my mouth gets really dry so bear with me here I need the gum because it really helps me a lot. I feel a little fidgety. Um okay, so i um i I'm, I'm gonna start off tonight with some stories um that one of my listeners sent me. Uh, she sent me four, two of them I read last week, and then I'm gonna continue with her other two and they're they're pretty cute stories. I like them so here we go. It was regular occurrence in that house that I lived in in the Ukraine. Small things would disappear then reappear. After some time, usually a couple of weeks, typically it was keys because keys were always needed. It was hard not to notice them gone. When we really needed the keys back in a hurry, me and my sister would go to the corner where in my other story, where we left, where we felt the wind coming in and would say the grandma order. Grandma, you played your prank. Now give it back. Sometimes it even worked. Very often, I would say, we used to have a piece of furniture in the living room that we called Trumo. It's similar to pick I put in this email. She sent a pick of a dresser with three sides, vanity, glass mirrors. Ours had glass doors for cabinets on bottom, kind of see-through, and three mirrors on the top. One day, I walked to Trumo before walking out with keys in my hand, put the keys down, next to the hairbrush, in front of the mirror, close to the middle, a little to the right, took the brush, brushed my hair, put brush down, and reached for my keys. They were gone. She says this in capital letters with exclamation point marks. As you can see, the three mirrors on that dresser, were put in different angles, which made it impossible to sneak up on you or pass by you without noticing. She sent me a picture of the dresser. It's like one of those vanity dressers, the old-fashioned ones. I went to the kitchen where my mom and sister were. I don't remember what they were cooking, but their hands were covered with it, and it was clear as day that they were in the kitchen without leaving for some time. Nevertheless, I said, very funny, guys. Give me back the keys. My sister, who is not a prankster, she's only one of two people in the world that has endless patience, but I spent a lot of time annoying her with my pranks, so maybe I thought she wanted to get back at me somehow. Both my mom and my sister looked surprised with big eyes. They looked at each other, then to me, and asked, what are you talking about? After listening to my story, they both reassured me that neither of them had left the kitchen for some time not even to go to the bathroom. They told me that in a way that there was no doubt about them telling the truth. I wanted to scream and cry at the same time. I was fed up with all the things disappearing and appearing from before, but most unsettling thing was that I practically looked at those keys in the mirror and still didn't notice how they disappeared. She couldn't figure it out. That day, that day just for my peace of mind, I asked my sister and my mom to leave whatever they were doing and look for those keys with me. We looked in every box and cabinet at the bottom. We moved Trumo, sofa and table with TV that were on the opposite side of the room. Around. We rolled carpet and took it out. Keys were never to be found. That's, pretty, that's some serious looking. I said to the entity who took the keys out loud over in the corner. You played your prank very well. Now give them back. Didn't work that day either, though. I had to take spare key and be on my way with chores. Thankfully, she had a spare key. Two weeks later, I'm walking to Trumo again to brush my hair. I'm looking down and see those keys in the exact spot where I left them, in front of the mirror, in the middle, a little to the right, next to the brush. I ran to my mom and sister, who were in the kitchen again, and yelled, thanks for finding my keys and putting them back. Big surprised eyes again. What are you talking about? Again, turned out neither of them saw those keys after that day, nor found them. All three of us spent a long time standing in the living room looking at those keys, trying to figure out what to make of it. Nowadays, I notice that about once or twice a week, I would be looking for something, and it would be right in front of me, but for some reason, I wouldn't see it. When something like this happens, I would ask my husband or kids to look for it with me. I'm not sure if it's something I developed after experiencing those things, or I already had it when I was a kid. I doubt that me, my mom, and sister had it all at the same time, same day when we turned our living room upside down while looking for those keys. Well, this is interesting. Um, I've had stuff like this happen to me actually quite a bit. I kind of make a joke about it in our family because things that disappear, there's no way they could disappear. I know for a fact, I just know our family. I know nobody would have touched them. I know nobody would have moved them. Somehow they disappear anyway. I had a case where I had a tablet. It wasn't an iPad, but it was a tablet. I used to read on it all the time. I'd gotten off my exercise bike. And I took it, you know, I was reading a book. It literally disappeared for months. Couldn't find this tablet. Not at all. About three months later, it turned up inside of a pillowcase in my living room. There's no way. I would never have put the tablet in the pillowcase. Nobody in the house would have put the pillow in the tablet case. I mean, the pillow, yeah, put the tablet in the pillowcase, sorry. Nobody would have done that there's no way they would that any of us would have done this. So, I've just always had this feeling that there are times when something just messes with us and I I don't know, I don't really know what to make of it because I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I do believe that most of this stuff is um is demonic. And demon is kind of a broad, you know, word that broad-ranged word that we use for you know, basically every dark force or entity, but technically the demons are the disembodied spirits of the giants. That's what they are. Um, It's a word that means like a higher powered being. Um, But uh, the giants were, they, I mean, we've had proof of the giants. The Smithsonian has covered it up. We've had lots of witnesses, eyewitnesses that have dug them up, that have had them in their possession the Smithsonian swooped in, took them, covered it all up, said they didn't even know what people, when they would call, no idea what they were talking about. They would play dumb. But supposedly the, the, there was 200 watchers that were angels that came after Lucifer and his fallen angels to watch over us. Some of them fell in love with human women. They went against God, married them, bred with them. They produced the giants who were an abomination to God, basically had no souls, apparently, and that's why they, I mean, I don't know if they don't have souls, but they had no place to go. They were basically earthbound. So when they died, they had a spirit that was earthbound and they became the demons. That's what demons, basically, that's what it means. But we still, we call everything demon. So, but I don't know. There's. It seems like there's a lot of cases where some of these spirits really are people that are trapped here. You know, maybe they just, they're supposed to go to the light and they get scared and they don't go. Um, maybe we, some people get lost along the way. I don't know. But some of them seem to like to play pranks and it could be, you know, dark spirits or it could be, you know, actual ghosts. I just don't know. It's an interesting thing. And some of the stuff we are just never going to know until we die. Because even if we ask, you know, say you have a seance or a Ouija board, which you're never supposed to play with. You know, you open up gateways there that you may never be able to shut. That's a very dangerous territory. Don't ever do that. But supposedly, you know, even if we ask them, we don't know if they're going to be telling us the truth. So there's no point. We're not going to know until we're, we're gone. And, and maybe even then we don't know what God's going to reveal to us. But I think we'll we'll know everything at that point. On to her next story. Okay, she's got some cute stories. It was the weekend. My family was traveling to see my aunt, and I was left behind to take care of a couple of goats and geese that we raised every summer. On a Saturday night, I was rudely woken up after midnight to what sounded like a family argument next door to me with loud door slamming. The argument kept going on and on, so I eventually fell back to sleep, listening to loud noises, voices, and door slams as i mentioned before we lived in schoolhouse and condos and my neighbors were teachers loud voices and door slams was something out of place my neighbor was middle-aged first grade teacher with her family husband twenty somethings daughter and a grandson around 4 years old the daughter had gotten pregnant from a truck driver that had passed through so there was no father to raise the child fun part started the next day Sunday, close to evening, when I saw the daughter of the family, we started to talk. Our exchange was something like this. What was argument about? What do you mean, she asked while laughing. I woke up to loud voices and door slams. Must be a real serious problem to escalate this much. Her face changed and she looked scared. While explaining to me that she, her son, and parents went to see relatives one Saturday and returned not long ago that day. She also added that her cousin and her family, who was living somewhere in the village, were traveling also. There was no chance someone to be at home, not even passing by. Her answer bothered me, so the next week I spent talking to the kids from each family and asked them what each family was doing last Saturday. One family went to sell something in City Flea Market. Another went to City to buy warm jackets in preparation for cold season, Others were visiting their grandparents or aunts, like mine. In the end, it looked like only me and the old old widow from first floor were staying at home that night. The elderly widow had her grandson visiting or even living with her sometimes, but even that child didn't come to her house that weekend. I was never able to figure out what exactly I heard that Saturday night. Hmm. Must be the wind. So that was a cute story. She's got some cute ones. I really like them. Okay. I am literally sitting in the dark. This is fun. I enjoy this. Should have had my glasses on, but my eyes are so weird. Sometimes they're good when I read from a distance and they don't, I swear, they just never know what they're doing. Never know and make up their mind. So I have some stories here I want to get into there's a few of them Um, I will start by telling you my daughter I live in I I grew up in a really 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 large house it was supposedly a 42 room house and it is beautiful it's an old Victorian mansion I've mentioned this before to everybody my daughter is extremely sensitive she's a she's a literal i have visions and stuff like that which i've talked to you guys about before she has it too they call it a gift whatever you want to call it the sight. i don't know exactly what you want to call it but she has it big time i think she gets it from because both her father and i we both have it so i think she's got like a double dose of it I believe I got mine from my dad personally so I took her down to the house to visit one day we were supposed to spend the night there I had my niece with me and I had my daughter and she was about five or six at the time I can't remember the exact age but we walk in and there's this room in the house that's enormous it looks like it used to be an in-ground an indoor swimming pool in the house so the room is massive. I mean, you imagine an indoor swimming pool room is pretty big. And back then, people just didn't have rooms this big that are were typical in our area that I live in. And I remember I used to come home from school with some of my friends, and I would take them into just that room alone, and they would just stop and look at this room and be like, this is the biggest room I've ever seen. I mean, it's we called it the big room. That's what we called it. It was, you know, real original. So... So I took, we went through the kitchen, we go in through the den and we get into the big room and Chandler's, my daughter's standing there and she's looking at this room and she looks at me and it's just myself talking to my sister and Chandler and Olivia and, and my, my, my niece. And she says to me, she tugs on my shirt and she says, mommy, who are all these people? And I looked down at her and I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, there's nobody here except us. She said, yes, there is. There's, there's like a party going on in here. And she was very serious. I mean, she was, you know, very matter of fact. And I said, honey, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I said, what do you see? And see, I knew, I knew with my kids when they told me something, I listened. I never once doubted my children what they saw. If they told me they saw something or heard something, I always believed them. Because I grew up like this. I grew up as a sensitive. I had dreams. I saw and heard things. I knew. I knew it was real. I believed in demons and spirits and the devil. And I knew all this stuff was working in our world. So I just said to her, I said, what do you see? She said, the whole room is filled with people like they're having a ball. Like, everybody's in party dresses, and they all just look like they're, you know, they're just having a great time. They're talking. She said, when, they walked, when we walked in, everybody was whispering to each other, Tracy's daughter. It's Tracy's daughter. And they were looking at her, and they were saying, Tracy's here. Tracy's here. I hadn't been home for a long time you know, I just, I just, I stayed away because I was so busy. It had been, I don't know how long, it's been a couple years, but, um, and, uh, I think it, it just, something stirred everything up. So she said that they were just in awe that I was there and that that was my daughter, that they were seeing or meeting my daughter. Cause I had grown up in this house. And I said, I asked her, I was like, is, you know, is there anything else? And she said that there was this this I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Legend, where the um I don't know what he was called in this movie, but he was completely red and he had horns. He had black horns on his on his head, and he looked like an abs. He looked like the devil, like he really is something that you would consider the devil. And she said there was this man that he wasn't as big as that guy, but he had red skin like this, and he had horns on his head. And he was sitting in the chair. It was almost like the chair that my grandfather always sat in. She said that he was sitting in this chair and there were like women around him. And all these people circled around him like he was like, he was like the main attraction there. He was the host or something. And he was wearing a tuxedo. He had like a black tuxedo or suit on. And he had black hair, horns, and completely red skin and like yellow eyes. I mean, this stuff is like, oh my gosh, Chan. You know, so that was pretty wild. And I just I thought, this is really nuts because like I grew up in this house and these, these creatures have probably always lived here. And I had some a lot of stuff go on with me in this house, so which I'll later get into. Um, then uh we're going to stay on the subject of my daughter. She had, um, in the the house we live in now, I, I had explained to you in the last video that she had had feelings of like a wolf. She always felt attracted to wolves very strongly. And she said that the one day, like the one night, especially she felt there was this wolf outside of her, her door. And, at this time, we had never believed in dog men. We didn't we not that we didn't believe in them. We didn't know anything about them. We didn't know their existence was real. I just always thought she was really attracted to wolves, but she said it was just different. It was like it wasn't just like a regular wolf. It was like something else. She couldn't put her finger on it. And I mentioned this in the other video, but the part I forgot to tell you about was that this was one night there was like a wolf entity outside of her of her door and she felt it. She could feel it. She, it wasn't that she was seeing it. She had these blackout curtains up because you could see like this whole balcony it was kind of scary to her. And she said she could just, she could feel it and visualize it in her mind and it wanted her to come out. This was the night that the garage lights, we have a garage that's pretty far away from the property. And she said that that night the lights there was this weird haze around the garage, and this light kept flickering off and on outside of the garage. It kept going off, then on, then off, then on, and it was like calling to her to come out. Something wanted her to come outside, and she felt that if she did, she would never return. And I was just like, oh gosh, I'm so glad she didn't go out, because she, you know, she's the type of kid that she would have gone out without thinking anything of it. I mean, she used to walk out there and do all kinds of stuff at night, not even think anything of any of it. I mean, she's so daring and brave. Nothing really phases her. And it drives me absolutely wild. She says I'm controlling and I'm like, no, I'm just really protective. <laughs> I'm really like protective of you kids. Cause I know there's things out there. And, um, so she recently, she, she ended up growing up and she moved out. She got a boyfriend and they do a lot of hiking and you know just stuff that they do that they're very active outside they're very outdoorsy people it it it's just i mean i i think it's neat that she does it but i'm you know i worry about her so she said she had she's had quite a few encounters down where she lives where I know one night she called me freaking out saying that, you know, she felt like something was outside and it felt big, like there was something there. It was like really big. And she, and this was like right around the time when I was starting to learn about dog men and, and Sasquatch and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, and she lives kind of out in the country, like in a camper. So she's one of those can you know, she loves to be out in a can- her camper and. She's got a, a plot of land out there. It's kind of in the country and it, you know, it's kind of secluded out there. And the guy that owns it is is a bit odd. Like he, he just has something about him. She feels that's, that's different. Like, like he's hiding a secret, like he's doing something with creatures or something out there. Like she doesn't, I mean, she can't explain it. She just has this weird feeling, but she called me and said that, you know, that was happening. And then she had another occurrence where she was in this woods. I'm going to try to have her on someday. I don't know when, but. You know when i can get her um she was out hiking and they ran into this this uh gate and she couldn't figure out this gate was in the middle of nowhere in the woods and it didn't make any sense why it was there they left and they they went away for a while hiking came back to the same spot and the gate was completely gone it wasn't there anymore and they had all touched it gone through it they don't understand what happened to this gate and she knows she was in the same spot And then um, she went into a tunnel one night. They were doing another hike where she went into a tunnel and something in the tunnel chased them out. There was like all these lights that appeared almost like somebody was holding a lantern and they were literally chased out of this tunnel. She has no idea what it was. They just ran like crazy and they got out of there. And there was another story where she was up and she goes up to this place to go swimming. And it's, it's pretty up there in the mountains like it's up route 14 it's like a really cool place that has like a um like a water slide that's made out of like rock it's real slippery and it's a really cool place and you would never think in a million years somebody would even know about this people come from all over but it's really up in the mountains in the woods in Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania is notorious for sightings and she was up there one day and she and her boyfriend and they went hiking. After they went swimming, they just went for a hike. I think it was before she had her dog. She got it like a husky for a dog, but it was before her. And she had coffee with her, and she let this coffee. She put it against a tree. The cup. It was like a, a Dunkin' Donuts or you know one of those cups, like the paper cups with the plastic lid. And she left it there because she didn't want to carry it. Because I don't know if she was she wanted to have a like a walking stick or whatever. She was carrying. She couldn't. She couldn't carry the cup for whatever reason because of her hands being fuller, she just didn't want to. So she left it against a tree and she knew where the tree was because it was close to the car. And they went on this hike and she said that they got real, she got real, she started to feel really weird, like really dizzy while they were hiking. And so did her boyfriend. They, they both felt like they were walking through like this, this time warp or this haze. And, and they got this, these real weird headaches and they got, um, really dizzy and felt like almost outer worldly. Like it was something really weird going on. And she said, and she looked over and there was this little person like this three foot, two foot tall man who was like, basically like he was black. Like he was like, he had he had his face painted black with like mud or almost like, you know, Indians like would paint war paint on and things like that. Or he was, his skin was black Um, and he was just standing there like holding like a, I don't know if it was a spear or like a a staff or something, but he was holding something, you know, like, like, like it looked like something where you almost shoot darts out of or something, you know? And, uh, he was just standing there looking at her and he didn't say anything. He didn't move. He just stood there looking at her and he was like off, you know, I don't know how many feet away, but pretty good amount away, but not too far. And she said it just totally like, like freaked her out. And they decided to leave the area because they they knew that they just felt they weren't welcome something bad could happen to them and uh she kind of saw him smirk and then he disappeared and then she walked back they walked back to the car and her cup of coffee was completely gone so and it wasn't they weren't there that long so she couldn't really understand that one and I am going to tell you one more story tonight. I know you're going to be upset because I got to end this, but that just happens because I don't want things to not be special. So I have this story about when I was out cleaning um, a vehicle out, and I was, we moved into this house, and our yard is really freaky. And I remember I had this one night, I don't know why, what in God's name I was thinking. At the time, I had no idea about three o'clock in the morning being the witching hour. I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't realize the the significance of it. So I decided I was going to go out and clean this bus. It was right outside my house because I have vehicles for my business. I was going to clean it. Right outside of the house but up in the yard a little bit and our yard is scary it's big it's dark and it's freaky even people that have grown up really big properties that were dark and that kind of stuff they've been here and they said our yard has a really strange feeling to it. We live in an area that you know is just it's just freaky it's 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 wooded um it's it's wooded but yet we have neighbors and stuff that are aren't too close but they're still around. And uh, it's just really dark and you can just feel stuff, you know. Um, So I'm out there cleaning the bus and I had um, just talking to myself, like just, you know, playing music, doing stuff, cleaning this bus out. And then I realized it got to be about three o'clock in the morning. At the time, even then, I still didn't know what three o'clock really, that that was a big deal. Now I know. Now I know when it hits three o'clock, but basically between like two and four o'clock, you just need to stay in and stay safe. Um, there's a reason people are afraid of the dark. So there's an instinct there. Um, I'm cleaning the bus and all of a sudden I look over in the window and I see this face pressed against my window. The face is like a vampire. It literally looks completely white the, 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 the entity has fangs, but they're all like, all the teeth are sharp looking. Eyes are black, had his hand up on the window and there were huge fingernails like a vampire would have, like there were long, you know, like, uh, sharp fingernails that are to a point. And it just like, it just sat there. It didn't, it, this wasn't brief. This, this was like, this thing was in the window for, you know, probably a couple minutes just with its face pressed up against the the glass. I knew I was not literally seeing this entity as like a physical presence. I knew that my ability, I felt this anyway, I might be wrong. I might've actually physically seen this thing, but I, it's almost like I could see it through my third eye, you know, through the pineal gland that the eye that was shut down from our government through fluoridation And all the crap they've done to us to shut off our abilities for, you know, our telepathic abilities and all the stuff that people have that have been buried. I believe that I don't know if, if I saw this thing for real or if I saw it in my mind's eye, but it seemed like I was seeing it for real. I couldn't even, I just froze. I stood there and I just froze and I looked at this thing and I was just like, you can't be serious right now. And it was on the side of the van that was closed the other side, the door was wide open on the driver's side. I was in the back cleaning out this van. It was, it was it was pretty large van. It was extended high top van. And all of a sudden I feel this rush come into the bus or the van. I call it a bus, van, same thing to me. Um, and it sits down. It like flutters into the van and just really graciously sits down. And I knew in my heart, it was my grandmother. And I turned around and I felt this overwhelming sense of protection and love. And I whipped around and I just went, well, hello, grandma. And I literally proceeded to talk to her so heartfelt, so deeply that all my, my attention went off of this entity. I didn't even care about it because I knew That whatever just came into my van that I felt was my grandmother could have been an angel, could have been Jesus, but I really felt that my grandmother was allowed to come in and protect me, whether she's my guardian angel or one of them, I don't know. But she sat down and I talked to her and I felt such love from her and such protection. And I talked to her for like an hour, 45 minutes in the van. I just talked my heart out. And then I kind of, you know, knew it was time to wrap things up. I was getting cold, closed things down. I, very scared, I was scared when I had to leave the van. I was like, okay, this is freaky. And I, I shut down and I ran into the house and I was kind of like, why did I park the van all the way up here? As I was walking into the house, there was a copse of trees that are over between the where the van was and where the house was. I literally saw... And I don't, like I said, I don't know if this was in my mind's eye or if I literally saw this, but I felt that I literally saw this very tall, elegant looking man that was very pale. He had dark eyes and his hands were very long and slender and he had these really pointy nails. And it was like, he was just standing in the trees, just standing straight, just watching me. He wasn't going to, he did, he wasn't coming towards me. He wasn't trying to make a move towards me or trying to hurt me. He was observing me. And I feel like he, I felt in my heart, I heard from wherever vampiric, that this, this creature was vampiric or a vampire. At the time, I didn't know vampires existed. I didn't believe in a million years that I thought all the legends we grew up with were all just fairy tales to entertain us. I have since learned from so many things, so many witness eyewitnesses accounts and people that are like in the government and people that have seen these sites that are like police officers, firemen, forest rangers, people you would trust to tell you something that they have all seen different entities, including werewolves, dogmen, the rake, Sasquatch, vampires, black eyed children wendigos skinwalkers aliens ufos i mean i can go on and on here you know i can go on and on and I'm, i know there's many i've missed you know on this list here but this is just like now i know that i saw what i saw that this was a vampire standing in my yard between you know with me walking towards my house and it was before our, you know the place where I got to, to get safely to my house. And I was just shocked. It didn't end there. I got into the house and I told my, uh, my maid about it. And he said that he had seen the exact same creature, never told me about it, but he he didn't see his in the yard. He saw his in his room. And I was like, that's really comforting. I'm joking. I'm being sarcastic there. And my daughter, the one that's really psychic, told me she had seen the exact same entity as well outside. And they both, we, we all described it exactly the same way. So I knew then, especially then that we were all seeing the same creature. So this just stuff just gets, when you're, when you've got Abilities where you can see, or maybe you're just opened up more. I believe everybody has abilities. I just believe some people have either figured out a way to open them up or they've been opened up for them because like me, I was raised in an environment where there was so much of it happening that you just, your senses and all that kind of gets, you know, it opens up to it. And I think that's what happened with me and my dad as well. My dad was raised in the same house I was raised in because I was raised by his mom and dad, but he was there. He was on the property. But so I was kind of raised by all of them. But he was very, um, uh, you know, in tune with stuff and, you know, sensitive and empathic and all that stuff. He could feel and see and hear things. And so could I and so could my grandmother and our whole family could. So I just believe that, you know, everybody has powers to not powers, but we have the ability to feel and sense things. Just some people are just much stronger. Some are just out of control stronger. I'm not quite sure where mine goes. I don't know how, how strong mine are because I don't, I've had visions that have come true. Um, I mean, I've have just litany, uh, just a whole list of stories and, I don't know. I mean, I might be stronger than I realize because I don't know. I don't document everything that I feel and think and see. So there, this might be happening to me all day long. I just don't know. I'm going to have to, I mean, I've written things down. I've started to document everything, but I mean, maybe if I documented every single thing, I might be absolutely shocked. I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. If you guys can please like and subscribe to my channel It helps me to know that you're listening, that you're enjoying it, and it helps to build it. It helps to make it stronger, get it out there more to more people. And I also would appreciate if you'd share it with people. I would love it if you would do that. Um, Share the stories with people. Please send me in stories. Please just, just email me or comment below, you know, just comment that you have a story and I'll get a hold of you. Um, just send me your email address or, you know, I can, I'll just say, Hey, you know, I'll send mine. I'll put mine in. If you don't know where to find me, I'll drop it in with your comment. Please message me, email me, let me know what your stories are. Um, I would love to hear them. You can either be on the show or I can read them. So either way, it, it doesn't matter, but, um, this is fun. I enjoy it. And I love sharing all these stories with everybody. Hope you're enjoying them. And I will see everybody next week. You guys take care and you have a good weekend. Rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.